Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side of the ring is dark. Every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. I'm Jim. Brandon. Brandon. Hello. Hello. Just heard my own echo. Sorry, I'm still getting my uh, fucking headphones at work here. They're not connecting, but uh, I can hear if you guys can hear me. What's going on? What's up? I'll go to Chris and we'll come back to you. How's that? You can't hear me. Chris. God damn it. Now I can't How hear you. Hold on. How's it going? <laughs> I think Chris is on mute. This is quite the professional fucking outfit we got here. <laughs> uh, Very professional. I'm not used right. to it. Yeah, I'm not used to it. I'm used to going third or second. You screwed me all up. My timing's all screwed up. It's all good. You have a, you gave me a little preview. You got a little something special for it. Oh, yeah. Let's let's start out with something good. Yeah. No, let's start out with the bed. Okay. So uh, the week started uh, is going very well, but started absolutely uh, wonderfully. Let me uh, that's sarcasm. Um, Saturday morning, I woke up. I was getting ready. I had to work this Saturday afternoon, this past Saturday afternoon, which I usually don't do. And I was getting ready for work and I realized I didn't have enough time to go to the gym. So I'll just grab my kettlebells and uh, go out back. So I take my kettlebell. I go warm up, get nice and limber. I go out back, grab my big 45-pound kettlebell, and just like Izzy Mandelbaum, I go, it's go time, and I swing it up in the air, and <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, oh. And luckily, I'm strong enough that I could hold the 45-pound kettlebell straight out, because if I wasn't, and that thing ripped me back down, I would have been in deep shit. So I kind of just shuffled over to the picnic table out back and put it down and walked in the house like, kind of tilted like i don't know if you've ever done that to your back where it's like uh, uh. i've never had i honestly can say i've never had back problems so um you know i i mine's from overworking lack of stretching probably there may be Mm. some herniation in the disc from being a fat fuck for all those years too Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah so that was that and i went inside i've learned that like so first of all, I know when that I could tell you my back's going to go out. We uh, up to weeks before it goes out. I could just tell it's coming, and um, it go it went out. But I, you know, I came inside, immediately stopped. I finally learned that when your back does that, to not try to power through it and just shut everything the fuck off. Right. So I came inside and I um, I ran. I got one of those Theraguns and I ran the Theragun over it and I foam rolled. Yeah, I think it's great. And I have an inversion table as well where you can hang upside down. I have a teeter and I hung upside down and I, and I just took it easy and it really didn't, it hasn't bothered me since. Uh, but I made the decision that I got a bad ankle. I have a bad knee right now. My shoulder doesn't bend one way and my back hurts. It might be time to take off training at least jujitsu for like a month. Take a break. Yeah. So that was it. And I look, well, what happened was I was like, all right, you're not training all week. At least as soon as that happened, you're not training. And then I looked at my schedule and I realized you have probably on the days that you train jujitsu, you probably have three of those available for the entire month of December. Cause you know, everything's all screwed up. People are having parties, people go away, this, that, and the other things. So the schedule's a little bit different than what it normally is. So I took the whole month off and it was funny cause I just got a text from a friend of mine who owns a school by my house asking, Hey, you want to come back? I really want you to come back. Maybe we can work something out. So you can just train on Saturdays. And I had to tell him like, dude, <laughs> I am coming back, but not till January. Yeah, so, give yourself a break. So I'm giving myself a little break from that. Um, I went to work, had a good day, uh, 
And when I came home from work, I decided to get some food on the way home, stop and get some food. My uh, This is all the same day. Yeah, it's all the same day. Okay. My uh, my wife was uh, she was away, let's just say, for the weekend. Um, and uh, she you killed you know, her sat, and stopped her in a Saturday bag. Saturday night, no, she, yeah, she came back to life on Sunday. Saturday night, she spent uh, away. And um, so I went to get food and must have on my way somewhere along the line. Didn't realize it until it was too late. Uh. My wallet must have fallen out of my sweatshirt pocket. Oh, my God. Oh, no. So it, thank God for I rushed out of work. So I, I had to go. I had something. I had an errand I had to run, and I wanted to get started. So um, I rushed out of work. So I took all my tips and just jammed them in my pocket. So it wasn't like I went to work and lost all my money. That 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 would have been like – that's like the worst feeling in the world when you lose all your money after work and – you know, whether it be from, you know, dropping it or spending it all on cocaine and alcohol yes. the next morning, it sucks. Um, I had but, five uh, hours in my wallet last night. What happened? Yeah. What happened? Um, so, uh, by, you know, it didn't occur to me, I get home and I, I thought, well, I stopped at home before I did ran this errand and I have a habit of taking everything out of my pocket. So my wallet doesn't end up in the washing machine because for years I didn't do that. So now I make myself put everything in one spot. So I know where it's at. So I'm like, let me get home. It's not here. I said, let me call my buddy at works. Maybe I left it at work. Maybe it came out of my pocket. I left it behind the bar. No, I look on my app for capital one and the Wawa charges have already started. That's always the, the Wawa charge and CVS gift cards are a big one. So, um, yeah. So mind you, while I pop my red bull here, excuse me. Um, so not beers, Red Bulls. So uh, I um, I immediately shut my cards off, you know, from the app. Uh, it was a $35 and a $11 something and change charge at Wawa. Cigarettes and filling the gas tank. Gas. That's, that's what, what it was, that yeah. was. Cigs and gas. Cigs and gas. Um, now, the, the two stops I made, and this is – well, I'll get into this later. So – now I went to change. Now Apple, you know, credit card companies, man, they got a lot to learn because Apple, the electronics company, has got this shutting down your credit card shit down pat. I went on to my Apple Wallet app. I shut down the card. I hit another button. It gave me a whole new card number and sent me another card in the mail with two hits of a button. So I shut down my card, changed the number, turned it back on. So if I needed the number, I had it. Um, you can do that through your apps for your companies individually. Chase, not the ones Capital One. Yeah, the one Capital One lets me shut it down, but I can't change, couldn't change my card numbers. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You know what I mean? Um, and then the worst one of them all. I belong to a, a credit union, and the the great thing about a credit union is also the worst thing about a credit union, which is like the one I belong to is like a mom and pop operation. So when you go to shut your credit card down, your your I'm sorry, your uh, your ATM card down at 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, uh, the app doesn't let you do it for whatever reason. It tells you action forbidden. And when you call them to do it, you get told that you can't talk to anybody unless it's Monday through Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m. So I took it was funny. I went on my I went on my um, I went on my. Uh, computer and it i was trying to do it from the phone it wouldn't work i tried to do it from the computer and it gave me the same action so i took a picture of it 
so you can see what the website said and the time and date and was going to tell them anything after that time, suckers, is you're on the hook for it. So, but you should nothing, be reimbursed. I, You'll be reimbursed. Yeah, I had, I had no problems whatsoever. They, they only got me. They're fine. They only had me for ten dollars. Well, this gets to the point I'm going to make here. So they only got me for ten dollars. Oh, there's a point to this. <laughs> yeah, there's a point to this story. So the next day I call Capital One, and um, now after I shut it down, they charged tried to charge it numerous times at Seven Eleven, which makes me realize this is some fucking junkie. For like $80 at 7-Eleven. What the fuck do you buy? Because in New Jersey, you cannot buy lottery tickets with a card. You have to use cash. It was such an odd number that I'm like, this isn't gift cards. What is this that they're gift trying cards. to purchase? Gift cards, right? Yeah, it's got to be, right? Maybe like a maybe that was the fee on top or some shit. I don't know. But I'm thinking to myself, yo, 7-Eleven, dude. When this guy or girl, what, whoever... He's yeah, getting yeah, his money exactly, regardless. Exactly. Give a shit. Which gets to my point of like when he tried to use or she tried to use five different fucking cards and none of them worked. At what point do you go, yo, Holmes, get the fuck out of my store, scumbag. Yeah, forget I it. I know yeah. I would do that at the bar. If you keep giving me credit cards and not working, I'm going to go, what's going on here, buddy? Get the fuck out. But the bank, they get their money and the bank recompensates me. So they don't give a shit. You know what right. I mean? Uh, but yeah, that was my, uh, that was my Saturday. And then everything actually skyrocketed from that moment forward because a couple let's, of days let's later. Let's come back. We'll come back to that. Let's, let's, let's touch base on, on Brandon. Let's see. Yeah. First of all, I want to ask Brandon, have, have you ever had any ba- uh, back problems, back issues, things like that? Not yet. No, I'm, I'm waiting on it to come, but, yeah. uh, to this point now I'm smooth sailing. My I'm poor pretty posture. Much a, pretty much a left leg guy everything that's on my left leg is completely shot since i broke it when i was a teenager i've had left leg problems my entire life like i went out okay so i cut my hand slicing lemons the other day i had a fucking stressful ass week and a half r.i.p my cat he had cancer he's flown off to cat universe planet wherever they go when they die and um but you know everything just build up so i go so i go i cut my hand Excuse me. And of course, slicing lemons. So therefore it burned immensely. Uh, put some bandages on it. And then went and uh, it got infected. So I had to go to urgent care. Went to urgent care. Get antibiotics. I actually was only there for a little while. I wasn't there that long. But on my way out of the building, I'm going down the steps. I fucking spray my ankle on, on the sidewalk. So now I have cut left finger, cut left air, hurt left ankle. So I'm dealing with those two things at once. I don't really have any back problems. I got a little bit of a shoulder problem, but all mine's in my left side of my body, apparently. I can't handle my lefts. Thoughts, Brandon? You're muted, Brandon. My two co-hosts have to shut it down for the rest of 2021. The year of no mercy has finally caught up to them in, with three, yeah. two, three weeks yeah. to go. <laughs> I'm plotting total <laughs> annihilation 2022 is what I'm doing. I won't even I won't even hint out. Well, I'll hint how much money we spent on the cat. Uh, let's put it this way: I could have put a down payment on a home, probably. Uh, put in. I could have drove a uh, nice Mercedes off the lot for the amount of money we put down. We pay for oh. the cat. So uh, we got. But we're okay money wise because we've been saving, but. When it's something where like you're the cat's 
you know, you're paying for these things. And nobody's giving you answers until you say, so what are the chances? And then they're finally like, eh, not really good. And you're like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me that day too? And we still didn't even get our test results till today. Cat's been dead since Saturday. Unbelievable. Really? Yeah, it's fucking insane. Well, everybody get on... a refund on that. What the fuck's the point? <laughs> I'm not going to. I mean, I... go ahead. I, I was going to say two things. Number one, to rewind real quick. Uh, I've seen Jimmy sprain that ankle probably about a million <laughs> times oh my in God. my life. Don't and every that. time is worse than the time before. So yeah. the other thing was, is when you said, I think when you were just saying that they, they, you just got your test results. Mm-hmm. I actually laughed out loud at how ridiculous that fucking is. Yeah. The tests. So, I mean, some of them took a little while because the way I see it is, that, okay, it was so fucking expensive. We were paying out of pocket. So we brought them home on Saturday or on Friday to have a day at home knowing that we were bringing them in on Saturday with the final decision, hoping we would get results. Now the options were he had cancer, he some type of lymphoma, uh, cat leukemia, or the positive one would be that he had some kind of autoimmune deficiency because he was anemic and it was destroying his red blood cells. That's treatable. It would be expensive to treat him for a long time, but we can keep him around for a few years. The other ones like he had such an aggressive form of cancer like he got cancer in his bone marrow like the results i found out today three days after he gone or two days after he's gone he had it in his bone marrow uh his spleen and it was working his way in his liver he was done he was a dead duck dead cat i should say which sucks you know what i mean but if we had got those test results on friday we would have saved a lot of money on saturday you know what i mean like i hate to say save money but when you're talking the amount of money that we spent to to just to find out what was wrong with our cat, it's just fucking ridiculous, man. Outrageous. But luckily, I've gotten to a point in my life, and Chris has said it, where I sprained my ankle so many fucking times. And a lot of times I ended up with a swollen ankle, fucking wrapped in tape at the hospital and shit like that. Now, as soon as that starts to twist, I pop out of it like, ooh, and start dancing around. Ooh, 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 ooh. You know caught what's it, caught happen. it, Caught yeah. it before it was going to happen. Any questions, Brandon? You look like you have questions. Now I'm good, man. I'm sorry about the ankle. Sorry about the cats. Stop sledding over here. Well, what I laughed at was, what I actually laughed at was, they finally, they gave us the test. We finally got the test today. The cat's been dead since Saturday or Sunday when he said, I was like, oh my God. Well, you know, you, you know, my wife feels a little bit of guilt. You know, did we make the right decision and everything? And of course we made the right decision. We made the correct decision. The cat was not feeling great. He was not going to get better. Super skinny. He was unhappy. He wasn't meowing. Chris, you've met the cat. He's super mm-hmm. loud. Yeah. He's quiet for weeks. And my wife was feeling guilty about it. And, you know, she, it was almost like a blessing in disguise or like a, you know, like a. Uh, it was a relief that you made the right decision. Well, it's it's like. For lack of a better way. Finding out that it was cancer. Yeah. Made it a lot easier to for us to cope with than finding out that, oh, it was something we could have treated with drugs. Exactly. He said it was. He was dead. He's fucking dead. Poor guy. I'm gonna miss him. Poor little guy. All right, Chris, give us something positive. What do you got okay. there? I was gifted this. I didn't know that this existed. Uh, I was gifted issue number seven of the WCW World Championship Wrestling comic book. Wow. With who's on the cover? I, it's being blinded by my there you go. Ron, yeah, Ron Simmons, Simmons on the cover. It. It's Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons. I know. Well, you guys can't say it. I want you to be able to say That's it. That's mint. 
Ron Simmons. It's the seventh sunset flipping issue. <laughs> and if you look on the flips, top, we're going to talk about somebody. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to talk on the top, you look at the top. You got just starting to lose it all. Missy Hyatt. Uh, Missy Hyatt. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I haven't oh, really so opened it. I looked through it. I'm fairly certain. He like I don't know what the characters are. I don't think the I I know he's wrestling somebody, but I think he's like some Marvel Comics made up wrestler. Right. But uh yeah, so we got to find a, a home for this amongst the, the other crap, stuff. The other, the other crap stuff you... in my basement. Yeah. Going uphill uh, both ways is the name of this issue. Uh, nice. Story. Anybody that for uh, any listeners at home or anybody involved in this podcast. If I didn't uh, purchase you gifts for the holidays before all this happened, you ain't getting shit after it all happened with the cat. I spent so much money. Ugh. Sorry, guys. We'll accept donations, though. And don't get Ooh. us anything. Thank you. I'm looking now. Okay, he's going through the book. There's some serious pictures of Jim Ross. Okay. What do you mean, yeah. like, serious like pictures? Drawings, like drawings. Like drawings of Jim look? Ross. That, How's he look? Well, he's um, younger. He's much younger. Well, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, when he was younger at the time. Cactus Jack, I, I'll send you guys these pictures because I can't even. Cactus Jack is just a ball of muscle. Oh, of course he is. That's the guy. That's it the guy. Out, he screams that, muscle. Yeah, that was the guy that Ron Simmons was wrestling that I couldn't figure out who it is. It's Cactus <laughs> Jack. Uh, Missy Hyatt's good hair tell is huge. Mick, Missy Hyatt, you got Jim Ross looks like I don't know what he looks like. Oh, so speaking boy. of cancer. Okay. Yeah, R.I.P soon who jim ross yeah what, what, what's going on with him let's get let's get into some wrestling and figure it out what's jim ross is it. jim ross is taking time off he's getting uh, treated for cancer of the lung i'm not sure uh, have to look skin, cancer. skin cancer brandon by the way let's make this official you're the lookup guy okay i got fair? two i got two screens now we're good okay good because <laughs> we're always looking up so from now on when we need information we're not all looking up at the same time. Brandon, you are the look-up man. You got two right. screens. It's going to be doubly big, the answer. We'd be whizzing. All right, do you want to talk about wrestling? Sure do. That's why we're, we're here. We're about this every week. All right, let's go over this. NXT War Games. Chris, did you watch? No. Brent, did you watch? No, I, I would say it was on. I put it on today during work. But, it, I mean, first of all, that show looks like it's going to give you a seizure now. Yes. Whatever they have set up in the warehouse, it's just like fucking blasting with strobe lights, every color under the rainbow. Outrageous. Yeah, it remind. I didn't also did not watch, but it reminds me of uh, American Gladiators from the 80s and 90s. That's what it reminds me of. It's fucking insane. Let's go through the card. Ready? War Games match. The women's War Games match. A grudge match. Cora Jade, Io Shirai. Kaylee Ray and Raquel Gonzalez defeated Dakota Kai, Toxic and Toxic Attraction, who is Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, and Mandy Rhodes. Uh, Cora J jumped off of something really high. Does this excite you, Chris? Can you? Uh, oh, Io Shirai also has stated that she is uh, ready to move up to the main roster. She's ready to go. Thoughts, Chris? I really don't have any. I didn't watch it. Uh, All right, good. That's fine. If, yeah, go. <laughs> move on. Let's move on. If you have anything funny to say, feel free to say 
<laughs> I don't even know why we're going through this. We didn't watch it. Uh, Imperium defeated Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Von Wagner. It was the NXT Championship match, uh, Tag Championship match. Von Wagner uh, attacked Kyle O'Reilly after the bell. And I did watch this part. And Kyle O'Reilly beat the living piss out of him. <laughs> it was like classic WWE. We're going to put this guy over by putting him in a feud with Kyle O'Reilly by having him attack him from behind. And then we're going to care about Von Wagner. But Von Wagner got the living shit kicked out of him. It was great. Chris Lutz. Yeah, I was about to say this was I thought this was Kyle O'Reilly's swan song. Like this was going to be his exiting music. You know? Yeah. But. Rumors that his 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 uh his contract is up, but apparently he's in a now in a program with Von Wagner. Von Wagner's getting shit. <laughs> Brandon, are you excited for Kyle O'Reilly to go join Adam Cole and uh, Bobby Fish and uh, the other guy, the squeaky voiced guy in AW as they do another. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Boy, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm itching to figure out what's going to happen with him and Von Wagner here in this neon Thunderdome they have designed. Oh, Von Wagner. You guys are star, Von Wagner. Give me a break. Next up, hair versus hair match. Cameron Grimes defeated Duke Hudson and shaved his head. Next, Ugh. singles match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Roderick Strong, oh, there he is. That's the squeaky eye. With the diamond mind, defeated Joe Gacy, John Wayne Gacy's cousin, <laughs> with Mr. Harland, whoever Harland is, via pinfall. So uh, good old uh, Dickie Strong uh, keeps the title. So I mean, that doesn't mean he ain't going anywhere, but his girlfriend wife is in AW now. Adam Cole's in AW now. His wife's, his wife's not in AEW, is she? Yeah, what's her name? Uh, Marina Shafir? Yeah, she just debuted for AEW. Oh, did she? I must have missed yeah. it. <laughs> Who sent me the picture of her being like all fit? Was that, that was me, Chris? but that wasn't an AEW. Uh, I thought it was. That was just me being a fucking perv. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, she 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 was on That's the AEW. That's all that was. Yeah. I can't go. believe Later. this guy that looks like Ken Bone didn't win the Cruiserweight Championship. So. <laughs> Joe Joe Wayne Gacy. All right. And the main event, which apparently this was a lot of fun, but I'm not going to watch it. Team 2.0 defeated Team Black and Gold. Team 2.0 was Braun Breaker with three Ks. Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, who I still haven't figured out who that is. And Tony D'Angelo, Chris's cousin, accompanied to the ring with Trick Williams, whoever that is. Uh, Team Black and Gold was uh, Johnny Gargs, uh, L.A. Knight, Pete Dune, and Tommaso Ciampa. Chris, thoughts? Now, this was definitely the nail in the coffin for anything that we liked about the sim- symbolic nail in the coffin for everything that we liked about NXT. Right. So it took all the dudes that were like the NXT guys that were like weren't there just to move up into the main roster. They were like the anchor and they lose to all new dudes. Whatever. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, exactly. Chris nailed it. You go 38 minutes, so uh, Mr. Gabagool could take down Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Organo. <laughs> Jesus. We got to sleep with the fishes. 
This is going to sleep with the fishies. I mean, let me just put it this way. You had a war games match, which is just like, you know, you know, it's going to be X amount, at least X amount of minutes long because you have to wait for all the dudes to get in the ring. It's all that 38 bullshit. minutes. Right. So, so you're going to 38 minute match with a bunch of dudes that nobody fucking knows or gives a shit and a bunch versus a bunch of dudes that really nobody cares about. Nobody I mean, let's gigs. be realistic. That's the weird thing. Nobody gigs. Nobody bleeds. Nobody shows any injury. They just go, oh, and just roll around and then get back up again. It's like. Yeah, Chris. No, I just. Uh, yeah, it's just you had um, these guys are just, you know, Tommaso Ciampa, fun to watch, has some good matches, but this, you know, great. He's great. But at this point, does anybody is he really selling tickets? You know, does really like, care? Right. And, you know, the, yeah, the, the, with Gargano again. Your AEW fan will say, yeah, come to w, okay, come to AEW. You'll be great here. It's like, we don't have room over here anyway. Right. We're do over here. Somebody needs to start a wrestling organization. There, that's right. a shame is that there's so much room for, like, a good wrestling show because there's eight hours of WWE wrestling a week that's just dog shit. Right. There's so many dudes. That are at, that are going well, to be available that could do something. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was going to say. Can you think about it this way? I mean, uh, initially when it was just WWE, they basically signed everybody. Then it was WWE and NXT. Then the Indies started getting big, and it was WWE and NXT became what it was, and they started scooping up all the guys from the Indies. It was always a matter of WWE scooping up all the decent talent, whether they used them or they didn't. Now, not only are they not scooping up talent anymore, they're fucking firing people. There's plenty of talent out there. If you get somebody that doesn't have the, the problem is, is that is there somebody out there that actually understands how wrestling works or is there just some dude, some group of people out there that are going to go, that wrestling seems to make a lot of money. How hard could it be to do that? And Let's buy another, and sell NFTs and yeah. raise a bunch of money and we'll start our own fed. And it won't be, and we'll call it impact. What do we call it? TKO, impact. Impact. It'll be like the crappier version of Impact. Let's buy a Lucifuge. <laughs> then we'll hire. Then we'll hire. Then we'll hire the useless slob Tommy Dreamer, and we'll make him the champ, and he'll be the head head writer. So there you go. There's your NXT. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our. Uh, let's make it official. We're not. We're not covering NXT ever again. Okay. <laughs> Unless somebody tells me, hey, NXT is actually really good. I don't. Well, I'm you not. Think- Ahead, you think there's a price where you could like raise money and and have a match where Nick Gage just like kick, dies in the in the ring? It's like Nick, here's twenty thousand dollars. We need you to just bleed out <laughs> once and for all. Fuck you, you fucking Mark. Oh, fucking Mark, I'm just fuck bleeding shit. a little bit. You fucking Mark. Fuck smart. Yeah, fucking fuck fuck. Mark. I live right across the bridge. You can see it. Well, in bridge right from my house. You can see that from my house. Are you are you saying that I'm Nick Gage? No, he he's he does live right across the Wall Women Bridge. He lives yeah, Gloucester, in India. Gloucester City. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's talk about AEW. It's what we're here for, right? It's really the only thing we watch. I mean, I watch yeah, other stuff. But the only thing barely. I watch weekly. Um. All right, I wanted to touch on something, and uh, listeners, I'm one of the people that watches. Some of AEW Dark and Dark Elevation. Now, mind you, I do watch because it's the only place where I can watch the women wrestle, and I'm a women's wrestling fan. 
women wrestle regularly and it's not for eight minutes in the middle of fucking dynamite. That's why I watch. But AEW has been doing this thing where they have masked wrestlers such as uh, what is um who's the guy that Sammy Guevara saved his job? Chris Fuego. Yeah, Fuego go ahead. You you know it. I could. I, Fuego it was coming Sol. to me. Okay. Fuego del Sol. Well, Fuego del Sol brought his cousin in, and his name is Fuego Dos. Um, he looks strangely familiar to Cody Rhodes in a mask, but I'm not going to say that's definitely him because how could I possibly know? Maybe it's the makeup over top of the Cody Rhodes tattoo on his neck and a tattoo on his chest that doesn't say dream. It just says DM with a bunch of makeup over it. And this past week, a certain wrestler named Infinito showed up, wrestled a match. It looks like uh, they're doing some, it's, there's still shows in the, uh, in the studio where they were doing, where they were taping dark and elevation. Um, Infinito is from uh, the beginning and the end of the universe. Um, his main arsenal is monkey flips and his finishing maneuver was the infinito spin where he does multiple rotations of an airplane spin and then pins you. I'm not going to say that this man is Daniel Bryan, but he looks really familiar to him and sounds exactly like him, but speaks in Spanish. Um, Brandon, I'd like your thoughts on this. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that I think it's fucking amazing that if this is if this rumor is true, because there's no way to prove it, that this is Cody Rhodes and Daniel Bryan doing this, that this just goes to show why we are attracted to AEW and we repel WWE. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I actually had to go on AEW Dark just to watch this. Very entertaining. Uh, we'll get to it later with Brian Danielson's other stuff, but the amount of fun he's having right now in AEW is making it much more watchable for me. Cause it feels like a lot of these shows you've been watching – the wrestlers themselves aren't even having that good of a time uh, coming from the beginning and end of time and weighing more than you can possibly imagine. And then basically doing <laughs> Brian Danielson's shit in a Lucha costume is fucking amazing. Chris thoughts. You know, I don't know if anybody had ever thought of the idea of the main wrestlers dressing up as unknown wrestlers before. I don't know if this has ever happened. Would, in the world yeah. of either wrestling or backyard wrestling or yeah. maybe basement wrestling. Um, but it's don't expose brilliant. the business, Chris. It's absolutely brilliant. It really is. I think it's great. Could you imagine going to a show? You probably pay fucking dirt cheap for the tickets or maybe not get any, not pay anything for the tickets. They're like, oh, yeah, we're having a, a taping, a free taping. You got to watch Joe Blow wrestle. You got to watch all these fucking dummies. And then a guy comes in. <laughs> Dressed in golden, golden black, who is obviously fucking someone else, a big star, doing a completely different moveset. I think it's fucking brilliant. Makes me almost want to go see one of these shows. I don't want to go see one of these shows, but still. Um, let's move on. How about, uh, I forgot to ask, are we going to see Lucha Libre at uh, 2300, a.k.a. ECW Arena? Chris. So we, it's an entire weekend. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no to entire weekend, but I will say yes to one day of weekend. I think Sunday. Uh, it'll be, it won't be Eagle season. No. Be able Sunday's to go. The day. Brandon. Ta- put it this way. I ain't taking off for Lucha Libre, but I will oh, I go. 
Brandon, thoughts? Are you going? Are you coming with us? I would go to it, but uh, if this is the thing I'm thinking of, it was like you had to get a weekend pass. It was like $250. This was like so that's the, the only thing you could buy was the weekend pass? I mean, I'm looking it up right now since I'm uh, our in-house Googler. You, but, are, uh, you are our information, man. I was. Like, I think it's Mass Republic presents Lucha LuchaCon. I think that's what it's called. I can't even find it on here. I think it's in March or April. But anyway, it's like every single fucking Lucha Libre wrestler you can think of, including Damien 666, which we talked about a few weeks ago. He's probably 60 years old at this point. And they're all going to be in Philadelphia. Now, they tried to do this a few weeks, uh, a few years ago, but they ended up having to cancel because of COVID or a couple of years ago. Got any info there? Uh, information information source. Yeah, uh, it looks like you can go one night. It's 60 bucks. Is this thing? It's in June here. Expo. It Lucha? Ju- it, yeah, it might be June. What's it called? Expo Lucha. Expo yeah, Lucha. Expo Lucha that's it. Yeah, so we could we it looks like you can go for 60 bucks, which is kind of steep still. But. That's just oh, both days. So you can only buy a two day ticket. But if we uh, the Expo Lucha, they have a holiday deal going 60 bucks. So maybe we should jump on this. 60 bucks, but do I have to go to both days or am I just paying 60 bucks? Yeah, for you, ha- you have you have to go. to. No. <laughs> do I, They'll come do pick I? you up and drag you to it. <laughs> Damien 666 shows up in my house and drags me out the front door. Uh, or we can just wait until nobody wants to go to both days and then they just start selling single day tickets. I mean, yeah, let's wait. Most likely wait it will out. happen. Let's sweat it out. The ECW Lucha legend Psychosis, Juventud Guerrera, and Super yep. Crazy. Oh, Super Crazy. Can we use any of our? Uh, don't we have any like suction? Can we have any sway with our immensely? We can't ride the wave of our podcast and the free tickets here. Like, come on! <laughs> don't we know a guy that works at Twenty Three Hundred that can get us in? I Gotta know somebody, right? I've been in there. Know. Oh no, I think there is a woman that works there that I know. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to in, uh, figure out whether or not we can get in. Okay, so which, Chris, that uh, little which, Asian dude will kill us. Yeah, that little Asian guy's dangerous. He's which um, way too seriously. Which mask will you be wearing, and why is it Super Muñeco? Uh, I don't have a Super Muñeco. I do. I buy one just to wear it. Right. No, I mean if I was to we're wear a, a mask to the show, it would be Mascarita Sagrada. Yeah, I would wear. La parka, la parka, la parka. If they tell me L.A. Park's going to be there, then I have no choice but to pay $60. Then offer them an extra $60 just to make sure I get in. Yep. All right, let's move on. AW Dynamite. Okay. And Rampage. Uh, are we going to talk about Rampage? I don't think there's anything worth talking about on Rampage. Rampage was fucking bad. Right? Wasn't there yeah, a tag match at the end? There was a tag match at the end that was terrible. Now, even the tag match sucked. The tag match was... Pac and Penta El Zero Miedo versus FDR. That match fucking was boring as shit. I put one eye patch, Pac. Yeah. How are you? How is the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark Henry. How do you plan on wrestling with one eye? One eye. You don't have one eye. I have two eyes. Yeah, this shit was terrible. This episode was fucking terrible. Yeah, it was really bad. Let's accept the fact that this is um, 
less than a two. I, I think this is less than a number two show. I think this is like main event. This this show is fucking awful. Rampage. Last few weeks have been really bad. If it doesn't have their top guys in it, it's just fodder. It sucks, and I don't want to watch it. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, and uh, the one thing I wanted to mention about this, I'm not really a fan of unmasking the lucha wrestlers as much as they like almost never but as much as they do it uh and they decide to rip off penta's mask here on a uh, friday night at 10 58 p.m his uh his manager was it jose i'm forget i forget his fucking name had to come in with the yeah alex abrahantes had to come in with the denim jacket and cover him up (laughs) not reveal himself but i feel like that's like the second or third time they've ripped one of their main luchas masks off already this year that's usually, I mean, Chris, if you were, you might remember this too, but like watching AAA when we were kids, like that was the big heat getter. Like if you were coming down to like a big match, that was the lead-in with someone's mask got ripped off. And it was like, oh man, I can't believe you did that. Now the question is, is when is this AAA title thing happening? Did it happen already? Do we have any idea? Chris, thoughts? Well, I'll tell you what. To what Brandon was saying is that that's lack of uh, the ability to tell a story is going into that well as many times they've gone into it. Um, when you do something like that, it's like using Hell in a Cell once a year, you know, having a whole pay-per-view based around Hell in a Cell. It takes away the um, the gravity of ripping the luchador's mask off. That's supposed to be something that's so sacred that even the bad guys won't violate that rule. You know, as silly as it is, but. It's because they don't fuck. They don't know. They don't fucking. You know, they're going back to the well too many fucking times. Right. So they did it. I mean, they've tried to rip their mask off like five times since I've been watching AEW. It's like, and I will say that, like when we used to watch AAA on Sunday nights, dude, when they started ripping the mask off, that was a big fucking deal. Usually like, the no, guy was no. busted wide open underneath. Right. It. I mean, it's a big fucking heat getter. This is just like, oh, you know, yeah, eh, eh. I'm a dick. And it leans into the lack of depth of character that heels in general have now. Um, you know, they don't have that righteous motivation that we talk about where they think that they're right in what they're doing. It's just I'm dastardly I'm twirling my mustache and tying women to train tracks. You know what I mean? It's just fucking stupid. Yeah, Rampage stinks. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, is it even I mean, look, I guess it is a two show because it by default, it's a two show. You know, it's their yeah. secondary program, but it's also on at 10 o'clock on fucking Friday night for a fucking hour. You know I, what I mean? I would, and I have no problem with the hour long TV show. What I do have a problem with is. No, I love the hour long TV show. I fucking amazing. yo, You want to you want to go. You want to get back into it. You want to make it. How about selling that and letting networks put that on where they want to put it on how about putting it on saturday fucking mornings like wrestling used to be something different you know but you're gonna put it in the de- i guess it doesn't matter because most people dvr it i don't watch it when it comes on but it's just a death slot fucking television and who the fuck's watching tbs anyway brandon thoughts so ftr defended their titles at triple mania Rigio on saturday and oh, okay. in a 10 in a 10 minute match <laughs> They defeated the Lucha Bros, and it went on before Psycho Clown, Pagano, and Kane Velasquez. Apparently, Kane <laughs> Velasquez looks great. <laughs> so, that's what we got. Yeah. Um, I had a point to make, but I forgot. Oh, um, I saw an interesting point on Twitter. This uh, uh, guy named Brandon Thurston. He does um, 
the economics of readings. He's in, he's an actual economics guy. And, uh, he, he does ratings for sports, sports ratings in particular. He made a good point. He said, um, what does TNT have on and what are the ratings that are on at eight o'clock? TNT in general usually plays like reruns, a rerun film before, um, Rampage, Rampage. So they, well, they do it for Dynamite too, but at eight o'clock on a Friday, they play some rerun of some movie. So this Friday, it's Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Right. So what is the rating loss by moving? There's no way that AEW is going to get less ratings by moving to eight o'clock, even though they're against SmackDown. No, like, honestly, if anything, we've learned with these camps on WWE and AEW, the people that are going to watch AEW are going to watch fucking AEW. And the people that are going to choose WWE are going to choose WWE. They're not really waffling. They're not jumping back and forth. To go head-to-head with, with WWE, it makes, I mean, whether you're going ahead to, you know, to go on the same, same time slot at 8 o'clock has to be better ratings than the rerun of Rogue One that they're getting on Friday night at 8 o'clock. Do you have those ratings in front of you, Brandon? I don't know, but yeah, I agree with you. They, amongst wrestling fans, the wrestling fans that are going to tune in live to watch Tony Nese compete for the TNT title are probably not the same wrestling fans that are going to give a shit about uh, Roman Reigns defeating right. someone for the, the 90th week in a row. Right. Also, um, I forgot. Brandon, can uh, I add, Chris, thoughts? Can I add some? Yeah, yeah, what I, yeah absolutely. I was, I was going to say, uh, the one thing that only... The only thing, because you know, we don't know the business of their business, so we don't know that's structured. But most of the time, they said Rogue One was on. That, that you know, that's it's what it is. Most of the time, if you watch that, it's something that was produced by Warner Brothers, so it's right. a product that they own, and right. that's why they put it on because it's fucking free. You know what I mean? Everything that majority of the shit that they air on TNT and TBS is shit that they own or they have exclusive contracts to air. One of which being. They air a lot of fucking Star Wars. Who knows what their deal is with Disney? They probably have a big lock on that programming until X year, until it all goes away. So basically, they just air the shit that they've already fucking paid for. But but that wait, can I make a point? Yeah, of course. The, the point is the point I want to make is that the product that to advertisers to sell to advertisers, they may see Star Wars and be like, oh, you're going to be advertised during Star Wars at eight o'clock. But if they throw a number up, well, 750,000 people, because 400,000 people are watching fucking Rampage at 10 o'clock. And 25% of them are doing it on DVR. Nobody's watching it. That was another stat that came out. No show was watched more on DVR than AEW when it comes to pro wrestling. So to move and, advertise, and, and promote to advertisers, say, hey, I got this live uh, wrestling show that 700,000 people watch, as opposed to, I don't know what the number is for for Star Wars on a Friday night. But I don't know. It just seems like it would balance out. It's like, oh, you can have this Disney property or you can have this one where actual eyes are on it. You know what I mean? Chris, good. Yeah, I don't know. Is that stink still exists with advertisers and wrestling? That was a big problem years ago. I doubt that's still pro- a problem. I think it's just they're staring at friggin' who's watching. That's it. Yeah, I, I really don't Males know. Males from 18 uh, to 49 or whatever it is or your main purchasers. Well, women are actually, but. It's a strange 
strange situation. I have no idea why they do, you know, they do what they do, when they do it, why they do it. Right. I right. mean, it's just like, who knows what inner workings are going on that have them that they want that time slot filled. I guess they think in their mind, they think that their, um, that their product it's more beneficial to have SmackDown as a lead in on another network and then people will switch the channel. And we, we, we've gone through we, this though, right? We've, we've gone through that. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't with you. work. Right. But when they made that decision, you know what I mean? Those advertisers are locked in now. Right, they're right, locked okay. in. So they're, they've paid for this and this is what they're getting. So they may have to wait for a certain time period. Like, like I said, like, you know, I keep alluding to it. Between the three of us, we know absolutely fucking None, it's all nothing guessing. about We're television guessing. fucking production. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's all guesses. And, and my guess is, is that I think it will move eventually. They'll realize maybe the, that maybe but they the can't TBS do it move. right now. They can't yeah, do the it right now. No, yeah. that makes sense. So, like, yeah, they get locked in with advertisers. They make this gamble saying, like, oh, people that watch SmackDown will roll over and watch uh, AEW. It's not happening. They gambled and lost, and now they have to wait out whatever this quote-unquote contract is, whether it's a contract or not. It's an agreement. Right. So, like, and, and I know, and I'll tell you this. I, I learned. Complete theory, that, of course. Anything that I have heard about. Uh, advertising, how advertisers kind of work with television shows, how that all works. Uh, the little tiny minuscule amount that I've actually learned about that. I've learned all from Eric Bischoff, <laughs> you know, from listening to him talk about it. And his knowledge is based on, well, he did a lot of reality programming too, and he still does, but it's based on wrestling in the nineties. So some of this has probably changed at this point, Right. but um if you don't, so if they buy, you know, uh, I'm sure I'm going to get this wrong, but if you buy X amount of spots during a program and you don't get them, now you're owed them and they got to start right, fitting them in all over the place. So right. it's better off just leave it the fuck alone. Nobody's fucking watching. And you know what? Like you said, it's DVR. So guess how many people, nobody's watching a program and less than nobody is watching the commercials because when they watch it, they fast forward it. Right. So, yeah, you know? so it's like if you say 450,000 people at 25% is what, uh, 150,000 people, 200,000. 150,000 people, 175,000 people watching on DVR. That Brandon. is interesting. Go ahead, Brandon. That is interesting that it's the number one most DVR show because that's a, how I feel about it, too. It's like I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with their roster and, and with their schedule, but I never feel like I like I'm not excited for it on Wednesday or Friday where I need to put it on and consume it as it happens. Right. Uh, it, might be, that, it might be a different situation. Like we don't have breakdowns of the actual who watches when, but it might be a little different when like directly after a pay-per-view or right before a pay-per-view, maybe people watch it live, but in general people DVR. It. And I'm also a DV. I mean, I watch it live on Wednesday cause I'm working usually, but I watch it again on DVR. I don't know how that works, but go ahead, Brandon. Yeah. I think anybody that's watching live TV, especially on a Friday night, it's like ritual to them. Like if you're watching if you're watching SmackDown from eight to ten on Friday night, just because that's what you've been doing for twenty five years and that's what you do on Fridays, I don't think AEW is like going to get people to stay inside on Friday night. Uh, people are interested in what they're going to do, but they're certainly not having any matches, especially on Rampage, where you're like, what the what the fuck happened tonight? I'm curious if Tony Nese got the belt. <laughs> right, <laughs> and yeah, Tony Nese, the most boring guy on the roster. Um. Also, like, you know, 10 o'clock is a magic hour to get ready and go the fuck out if you're going out, if you're under a certain age. You know what I mean? For me, it's my time to go to bed. 
Yeah, me too. All right, let's roll. Let's roll into uh, dynamite. So, uh, first match in the card, we get uh, Allen Five Angels versus uh, Brian Danielson. Oh, I called him Daniel Bryan earlier. I apologize. Um, yeah, Frank this is Bryan. whatever. I mean, we get we get to see Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson uh, get a shit in against a guy that I don't give a fuck about or I had any thought that he would even win. Then at the end of it, um, uh, Paige says uh, he's on he's on commentary. He comes out and he's and Brian Danielson's like uh, Tony Khan said you never touch me. Get ahead and touch me. Just touch me. Get ahead and touch me. Uh, and now they're going to be in New York next week, so we're getting uh, Danielson versus John Silver, the Budgeman. Brandon, thoughts? Uh, I really enjoyed this. Honestly, I was going to mention it earlier, but th- this current thing that Brian Danielson's doing, going through the Dark Order and uh, his actual performances, what he's saying on the mic, has been my favorite like one-man thing thing going on this entire year in wrestling i'm i'm genuinely looking forward to seeing what he's doing every week on on tv um and i thought that this is getting serious to the point where it good to go to john silver here came off a little bit strange because he's just a, a goofy character and brian danielson's at the point where he's kicking heads in he has somebody's teeth in his hand the one week and he's saying he's blowing someone's knee out and then you get like the frumpy little budge guy come sprinting in like almost laughing and it, it landed a little bit weird uh, so we'll we'll see but brian danison's been kicking ass i don't want to to undersell that um i don't know if it was on rampage or where i saw it where danielson did a promo where he basically ripped on silver and said that he's a jackass yeah yeah mr, mr. jokeman and he's full of shit and he has no chance against him he Which said, I know good. when I was 30 years old, I wasn't doing this. I was winning titles. I wasn't goofing around. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. That's right. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes, it was fucking great. Maybe it'll add some edge to uh, Silver and he's not doing this goofy ass shit. But Chris, go ahead. Thoughts. Okay. I agree with everything. I don't have anything to add other than the fact that just pose a question to you when I was watching this, it came up. If, if. If Hangman Page touches Brian Danielson, he's suspended. You're suspended. Why would Brian Danielson want him to touch him and get suspended? If he gets suspended, he can't wrestle him for the fucking title. No, but I, I don't think he was goading him to hit him. I think he was telling him, good luck. You know, I know you really want to hit me and you can't, motherfucker. <laughs> but it's just like, I mean, and at the same time then, okay, Tony Khan says, if you touch Brian Danielson, you're suspended. If you're suspended, you can't wrestle for the fucking title. I would walk up to him, touch him right on the face, looking, and get the next couple looking, weeks off. I'm what looking to see is? if we. I'm looking to see if there's if the loophole was covered or not. Because why would? Because why would he to, go the terms of the face. suspension? Does he get stripped? He's got to get stripped. That's what you have to do. You have to strip him. You have to come out with your Starfleet fucking Academy notebook. <laughs> and fucking strip him of the title. But are other they going to take this you know, right back? All this. Are yeah, they going to take this belt right back off of Paige after this year's long possible. build to it? Unless we get like, so okay, we'll just jump ahead. So, um, winter is coming is on December fifteenth. That is not next week, but two weeks, right? We don't have to build eight days. Okay, so we can talk about it tomorrow or next week. Um, 
And that's Danielson versus Adam Page. I'm imagining it's going to go 30 minutes. They might go draw again, if that's a possibility. Also, interference, an appearance by somebody. There's a couple of different options they can do to make it so this way no one loses the title during the show. Brent? Right, yeah. I think it it would be a shock if they changed the title during a cable TV episode, but... What Danielson's doing here and, and like systematically damaging all of Hangman's lackeys, he's building up to actually taking the title and not getting fucked with along the way, but we'll see. I could see as the uh, overwhelming babyface in this and pretty much the overwhelming babyface in AW, um, Adam Page losing the title and having to crawl back and get it. It's always much more entertaining when the bad guy has the title than it, well, unless you're Kenny Omega, when a bad guy has the title than it is when... It's more entertaining for the good guy to beat the bad guy who's had the title and been a jerk for so long, as it was with Paige. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, the, you're, we, yeah. The, it's better to have the baby face chasing. Yes, chase. Yes. Um, and the other thing, no, I was going to say is they can do. You're in a good position here to do like a shit finish, a no result finish because it's on weekly TV, so you won't have fans that feel like they got ripped off. Oh, like they'll still spend, be complaining. Oh, me. I know. I'm just. He complained about saying. that 30-minute draw between Omega and fucking Di- and Danielson. That was fucking amazing. Yeah, you had a 30-minute draw between two two of the, like considered to be two of the best guys in the world of professional wrestling on fucking free TV on a Wednesday <laughs> night at eight you o'clock. And you and fucking moaned. But I mean, you know, I, I I think I think the vast majority of people kind of are like that. You know, it's always a vocal minority of these assholes that are complaining constantly. Right, let's move on. Unless you got a, any final thoughts, Brandon. No, I'm good. CM Punk versus Lee Moriarty. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's, that guy's fucking painful. I'll let you explain that in a second. Let me get through this. Uh, yeah. So uh, they have a match. It was fine. He gets him and they go, go to sleep, beats him. MJF uh, accuses Punk of trying to get in Britt Baker's pants. Uh, one punk chump, he calls him. Uh, is he trying to... I, I don't get it. Why is he trying this to get... This was shitty. This was fuck. This was fucked, is what it was. I'm going to let you guys go. I got to go take a walk. I'll be back. Enjoy. All right. Jimmy's so, <laughs> Jimmy's got to take a walk. He's going to walk around the block. He's so mad at this. So, what I was saying was, uh, Lee Moriarty is painful uh, because he is the epitome of an indie fucking wrestler, that dude. Right. If you watch that guy, it's like everything he does, he's charging the crowd and his timing is off. And it's just like it's just getting shit in for the sake of getting shit in and nothing that really syncs up to get. It's just it's not good, you know, and and, and we talked about this year, like last year. It's like, yeah, you have a roster of fucking dudes. Why are you bringing this guy the fuck in? Right. Why? Because he made like when you have a guy that's like an indie darling, like a, I guess he may have been one. I don't pay attention to indie wrestlings. When you have a guy like that, that's an indie darling. When you have him on a show in a fucking rec hall somewhere that you pay twenty, twenty five dollars to go fucking see and you're standing in the back and everybody's got a great seat and you're drinking bad beer and eating hot dogs and having a good time with your buddies. He's fucking good. When you put him in the raw ring with dudes who have been <laughs> WWE champion. For extended periods of time who have been on the top shelf of 
you know, wrestling in the United States, he all of a sudden looks really fucking bad. You know, and this guy to me just looks really fucking bad when he's in there. He's he's painful to watch. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I don't know why if you're going to if you're going to look for talent. Why are you looking for these looking at these guys and saying, oh, yeah, they like him in indie shows. They'll like him when we have him rest Brian Danielson and Brian Danielson looks fucking great. And this guy's like doing fucking weird moves and he's floppy and his timing fucking sucks and everything looks like shit i don't know i don't get it i mean he made in my opinion during that match he actually look i don't think cm punk has done anything spectacular since he's been back but he made cm punk look like he was and he was two gears slower than what he'd normally be um and then the interview or the promo afterwards i don't understand the Britt baker shit like, Neither do I. It doesn't like what what led to this? Why? Because he's been replaced. He said he Punk said he was replaced. Uh, uh, MJF was replaced by Britt Baker as the uh, as a pillar in AEW. Like that brings it up. Now we're going to start arguing about who's trying to get in the person's pants. Would they say that about a dude? That's the catch. If you wouldn't say it about a dude, don't say it about a fucking woman. It's stupid. Right. It's feminine. It's, it's stupid. Fucking sexist. Stop fucking. I it. actually I was wa- I was watching. Waiting for Adam Cole to come out and smack him in the mouth. That would have like, been I was like, amazing. That would have been awesome. He now you're running interview. your fucking mouth about my girlfriend. He did. He did an interview where he like called out MGF and called him a piece of shit and everything like kayfabe style. So maybe that's going to build to something eventually. I don't want fucking Adam Cole as babyface. Adam Cole rules as a heel. But yeah, yeah. Fucking stupid '90s ass bullshit. Give me a fucking break. Well, this is a wrestling company run by a guy. Owned by a guy who pays for sex. I pay for sex. <laughs> Give me some coke. <laughs> well, I mean, it lacks I, context. I, both listen, in reality listen, and listen. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna make it on. I'm gonna make a confession. Probably because my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. But I've done both of those things. And uh, I've, done, I've st- done one. And I still don't feel that what they said was right. So let's not generalize people who just pay for sex and do cocaine. Because you know sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Brandon, do you ever? Uh... Have cocaine and pay for sex? No, nothing of this sort coming over here. <laughs> but I, I do have some thoughts on Lee, Mor- Lee Moriarty. <laughs> go we could go back over there with the conversation. Yeah, let's, talk, let's talk about that. Let's go back to wrestling. Uh, I've complained about this before. I'm going to complain about it again. I, not everybody needs to get their shit in and have a good match because you like them. Is CM Punk good or is he not good? It, it, I know you don't have to do like the wrestling math necessarily, but if he's beating Darby Allen, if he's beating Eddie Kingston and then Leo Moriarty's taking him to the fucking wire, what are you left to think about any of these people? I don't think, you know, it's like a noble thing that they do where they bring in a legend like CM Punk and have them fight their, their prospect, their student. That's fine. But it, when Lee Moriarty clearly isn't as good, we don't need the story of the match to be that he is. It just comes off as weird and, and kind of pointless. Excellent point. That's all I want to talk about. <laughs> I know I took a walk, but I don't really want to talk. And then, and, and then you had a then you had a squash match right after it. Hold on, before so that, capable though. doing squash matches. Yeah, they are. Before that happened, though. Adam Cole tried to join a commentary, and Orange Cassidy came out, and they did this fucking weird thing where the Young Bucks snuck behind Orange Cassidy in the worst way possible. 
I miss that. You did. Uh, I honestly, the Young Bucks are television poison. As soon as they're on TV, they ruin the entire vibe. This is what happens when you've spent your entire 20-year career in the Indies and barely were on television. This Everything Orange Cassidy does is really dumb, kind of entertaining, but really dumb. And the Young Bucks are just like dumb and not entertaining. There's the difference. There you go. That's the draw of Orange Cassidy and the rejection of the Young Bucks, in my opinion. And after all, this is all done. Uh, Chuck Taylor and and Wheeler Utes comes out and uh, saves uh, Orange Cassidy. Chris, thoughts? You saw it. Brandon didn't. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't see it either. Um, I put, I had it on. I was cooking lunch. I was making myself lunch. And as soon as I saw Adam Cole come out without ring gear on i assumed he was on commentary and i just looked away and when i looked back orange cassidy was beat up and they were laughing at him that, yeah, i mean you know because i lost interest well, and as i was doing what i was doing i heard them mention the young bucks and said yeah i don't give a fuck about any of this but that that did roll immediately into big wards what's what's the football player's name wardlow what's paul warlow paul warlow paul warlow and Sean Spears comes to the ring and uh, he does a squash match against some dude. So uh, there you go. Some they can do dude. squash matches. So can I add? Do you yeah. Because I had a feeling during this match. So you have the pinnacle with that's MJF and Paul Wardlow and and Chairman Tenman 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 not Chairman. There's only one Chairman. That's Laparka and Tenman and um. And then FTR. FTR. Yes. Okay. Now, I was confused. I had to go back and think because FTR was helping with Tully Blanchard. We're helping Andrade. And then I didn't know. I forgot the pinnacle existed. And I didn't know who was on it anymore. Uh, the ref said representing the pinnacle. And I was like, wait, it was te- it was chairman and or, I'm sorry, Tenman and War- all right, Wardlow. But who, who pinnacle is that? Is that Andrade? Who's who? who, who, who and I just tuned out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Coors Light. Brandon. When the mountains turn blue, you win a championship. Right. Tenman really laying into those chair shots, too, and in, in a completely pointless squash match against a guy that, if you Google his name, nothing about wrestling even comes up. AC Adams. Got Molly up. <laughs> I'm going to skip that match because I don't ever want to talk about the gun club. Um, okay. Uh, TBS championship tournament. Uh, Ruby Soho versus Chris Stadlander. Uh, I wasn't crazy about this match. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, me neither. Uh, one thing I wrote down about this one, I thought Taz was good. Like yeah, this is the Taz subbing in for Jr. throughout this was good, but him like getting into Ruby Soho's song here and getting into the match a little bit uh, stood out to me as like some fresh. Saying all the wrong lyrics, which was amazing. He just kept yeah. saying <laughs> Soho, Ruby, 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 oh, Ruby Soho. <laughs> is that not how it goes? <laughs> um, I didn't have too much else on this one. I kind of went the way I thought it was going to go. We got Ruby Soho in the semis now. Yeah, let's go through that. I guess. This is dragging on. Can I can I, can I uh, interject here? Yeah. 
So you have four wrestlers that got first round buys. Mm-hmm. All four wrestlers that got fir- first round buys. Oh no, no, it's Karshita got one, right? Yeah, it's no. Ruby Soho got through. Okay, all right. I was gonna say because I mean, could we just have skipped a month of this fucking tournament? Right. Yeah, just, just going to a just, final four, but okay. Four. All right. So there was one real. Yeah, she she wrestled every round. Okay. Uh, Ruby all right. Soho good. Did. All right. All right. Let's uh let's get to it. All right. So our final four. First match. Do so we have a date for the first match? We do not have a date yet. Weird. Cool. Meanwhile, Wikipedia is trying to sell me stuff. I think this um, Wednesday is. <laughs> Tomorrow is the Thunder Rosa one. Oh, it is. Okay. So we're getting uh, Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill. And Jade Cargill was in a squash match and Rampage. And I don't give a fuck about it. It was terrible. Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. And then we get Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho. I'm not going to predict. I'm not predicting any of this. They got me at a question mark here. We get the Does Jade Cargill lose? And we get, get- the. And we get the uh, does Ruby Soho take the secondary title? Go ahead, Chris. I think that's that's it. I think she's the perfect person out of the four of them to take the secondary title. To and Thund- to beat Jade Cargill or Thunder Rosa doesn't need to beat Jade Cargill. No. And Ruby Soho can underdog beat Jade Cargill. Or Ruby Soho can beat Jade Cargill because uh, of a botched. I'm thinking of a botched uh, Nyla Rose interference that. Right ends up with Jade Cargo getting beat and then you had the hospital. Right. You know, I, I just, I've said it a million times. I'm not, well, I will say it again. You can't put the title on either of these two. It's too difficult well, to get them off. It's you can do it with too, Nyla. What are you talking about? I don't think you, I, Who's Nyla, the two you're yeah. talking about. I'm Who's talking the about two the two hosses, the two okay. hosses. No, you can do it. Jade Cargo, you beat up as being unstoppable. <laughs> and, but I, you know, I, I think she's Brandon, Why are you with, laughing? Uh, saying, just, huh? I, Calling two women to the two hosses is just inherently uh, funny. I'm not saying that's it's true. It's, 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 yeah, I know it. Um, but I think that Jade Cargill, um, first of all, I've said it a million times. She doesn't need a title. She she is the the look. She's she's got she's she looks ridiculous. She's fucking insane looking. Hmm. She um she should be fighting for. You know, be like a heel that just beats the shit out of everybody and then fights for the big title. Uh, I don't think you give it to the. I, and plus, do you, is that like if, if the TBS title is anything like the TNT title, you're going to be seeing her wrestle every week. Yeah, it's got to be somebody uh, that can work. It, it takes away from making her special if you see her every week. I think yeah. she should just, you know, promo most of the time, have a squash here and there, work her yeah. way up. Well, to we the talked top. about this. Yeah. and the, the question always was, was, well, then who beats her? Right, right. Somebody has to beat her. Undefeated. How do you is get not, her out of here? Got to get you. Got to yeah. You got to get her out of this tournament. Right. And I think in the final, I think she makes it to the final, loses to Ruby Soho at this point. Yeah, and I definitely think Thunder Rosa is Thunder Rosa. Right? Yeah, and you she's can always do something. She's on fire. She's got cool makeup. Yeah, fucking, she can lose. She speaks Spanish. Shit, she's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. And you can have you can have somebody you know one of the uh, the crew of uh, shitty heels with with the with the dentist come out and um, interfere with her. Brandon thoughts. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to make predictions, I guess, but Jade Cargill now over the course of this tournament has proven me that she can't win it. She's just not good enough. So uh, the other thing we have going is that Britt Baker desperately needs someone to kind of carry her along, not carry her along, but insert themselves storyline wise. 
I don't think it would be Nyla Rose because they've kind of already covered that. So it's either going to be Soho or Rosa. Uh, and I think it, Rosa would be the, the best fit. So I'm, uh, I think that puts you with the winner of the Nyla Rose-Soho match with the TBS belt and Rosa uh, getting involved with the actual main women's title. Yeah, we'll hold off through the next pay-per-view whenever the hell that is. I think it's in January. So you get Thunder, you'll get Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker in January. That would be the anniversary. February, of the, uh, I think, February. is like when they do Revolution. So that's the that's the anniversary of their um, lights out match, too. Lights out match also. Um, and in the meantime, you got Britt Baker versus uh, Riho. That's coming up whenever that happens. Probably at a uh, the cha- no, they have a champions show. Night of the champions show they have. Yeah, it's like first week of just January or something. January. So they got that's this probably- hat. That's going to be okay. That'll be Riho versus Rick Baker. Will probably be the first week of January. I think it's okay. going to be like it's going to be like Clash of Champions, where everybody has to defend the WWE version of it. I will oh, say, for whatever ahead. reason, this Jade Cargill Thunder Rosa match is one of the few where I'm like, I actually might have to watch this live because I want to know what the hell they're going to do. Oh yeah, I think it's going to be fucking ridiculous. I'm into it. It's this week though, right? I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow. They were they were talking about it. And they did the whole build up to it. So I'm, I'm, I feel like they announced it, but then I Googled it and then it's not validated. So who knows? Who the fuck knows? Maybe it's that Twitter is coming. All right, shall we move on? Is there anything else I wanted to talk about? Yeah, let's talk about Darby Allen and Sting versus the Gun Club. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that. How about, hold on. How could I forget? The Atlanta Street Fight. Cody Rhodes versus Andrade El Idolo, where Cody Rhodes. All right. Did you guys catch this? So Cody Rhodes seemed to have what looked like. When you were a kid. Did you have Elmer's glue? And did you ever like pour it on your hand and then peel it off? It looked like he had something like Elmer's glue poured all over his back. And then at the end of the match, he fell into flames. But Andrade didn't have it on his tits. And Andrade had a big old ember of flame burning his tits so much that he freaked out. Cody had to wipe it off him. This match is ridiculous. First of all, he comes to the ring. Fucking Andrade comes to the ring with like a bag full of knives. Arn Anderson falls off the <laughs> stage. Uh, Andrade's assistant helps Arn Anderson. Get out of there. I think he's supposed to be attacking him, but he helps him so he doesn't fucking because he's like a turtle squirm his back. Yeah, on his back. <laughs> and eventually Andrade's assistant comes out shirtless. Andrade's assistant's fucking ripped. What the fuck am I doing with my life? His assistant comes to the ring. He's all fucking ripped. This was friggin' ridiculous, this match. Brandon thought. Don't don't roll on over on the hardwood. He can't get back up on his legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, that was definitely like uh, as much as I'm interested in the wrestling, when something like that happens, it just takes my attention. And I'm like, fuck, I can't stop laughing about that's the fact like that, that, that man, you're like, just like, oh, that's right. like dumped over. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, OK. Yeah. Let me watch this match. I'm done crying from laughing. Go ahead. Yeah. And also just laughing at the, coming into a wrestling match with a knife immediately is so ridiculous. Like you're going to start like stabbing the guy. Just <laughs> killing this dude. There's no rules. I can't go to jail. There's no rules. Cut him up into pieces in front of everybody in Atlanta here at the wind trust arena or whatever the fuck it was called. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, ridiculous is right. Taz even said something about the glue. He was like, it looks like somebody was drinking a bottle of glue and uh, like rolled in it or something. Uh, I, I was trying to rewatch Cody Rhodes with a, a new uh, mindset after we disagreed last week. I mean, he is ridiculous. I love that he's still getting booed in his hometown. Uh, I, his wife, I think, set the table ablaze so that he could just slam his back into it. Which is just, I don't know why that that would be helpful for, for him. I hope all the glue I poured on your back will protect yeah. you from the flames. I mean, yeah, this is, I mean, this is good, like, end of a fucking Wednesday night TV show chaos, right? But that's all it was. It's a free TV show. We got to watch these guys burn themselves. Yeah. Andrade with the fucking, it looked like his tit was on fire. It was fucking amazing. Chris thoughts? So, um, <clears throat> first of all, it took Brandy Rhodes like 45 seconds to light that table on fire. It couldn't have possibly taken her any longer to do it. Also, uh, who advised her on how much lighter fluid? How much it, lighter fluid? It's legit did. lighter fluid. Yes. And she's pouring it all over the place. She's like, you yeah. know what? My husband came home late last night. Fuck him. Fuck the suffer. Good. Um, also, let's give AEW credit where credit is due that they have presented us with two of the greatest moments in modern wrestling history. Give it to me. I know what Sa- you're talking about. Sake the Nake in the ladder match and Art yeah. Anderson falling off the fucking ramp. Old guys that shouldn't be fucking anywhere near a wrestler ring getting fucked <laughs> up by their own, on their own court. When Sake, look, when Sake Vinake ripped that, whipped out that short arm clothesline <laughs> in that ladder match, I don't think I've ever laughed harder. I mean, moment of the life. year, yeah. And then Arn Anderson was there, and then he wasn't. <laughs> it's one of those things like, wait, 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 what happened? What happened? Something happened. Something happened. Oh, Excalibur didn't know. He's like, Arn seems to have... <laughs> Uh, we'll go back to the ring, and you see the arms, arms and legs kicking, and just trying to help him out. It was so bad. Oh my god, I loved it. It was right. instant too. He didn't even get touched. No, he's. I think he stepped off the ramp and yeah, fell. Yeah, he stepped off. He, <laughs> he was like, he was like putting a foot back to like brace himself <laughs> for the assistant coming, and then he fell, and then the assistant <laughs> ran around to the other side and beat him up. By pulling him out. He was pulling yeah. him out and beating him up. your arm right out of your socket. Listen, credit to the guy that's Andrade's assistant. Like, he was like, he he didn't even try. His his first instinct was, I no. mean, it wouldn't have been mine. It would have been pull out the Glock and beat the shit out of him. But his first instinct was get the old guy out of the hole and then oh, beat no. him up. <laughs> and the weird thing is that probably Arn Anderson being an old school wrestler is like, nah, you got to hit me. You got to hit yeah, me. Yeah, he probably. He was probably like, Pow, get, get me down here, son. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there's just something funny about a 60-something-year-old wrestler, like, completely losing track of where he is and, like, on his own accord, immediately dumping himself into a hole, into a hole like, five seconds after he's been on, just entered your TV. Chris, final thoughts on the AEW this week? Yeah, well, I, I, it's just on that one thing. You know what it reminded me of? What? <laughs> Jim, what? Brandon, you probably know it, too. I'm sure you do. The, the 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 two kids at on the creek and the ones crossing the wall yeah. the, the tree and it's like people falling never gets old no it never does Yahweh. 
Yahweh. <laughs> All right, <laughs> simple pleasure. Let's talk about uh, the old days of of the internet. <laughs> fucking repetitive when nobody, videos. When nobody argued, we just watched shit and laughed. You're the man now, dog. You're the man now, dog. You're the man now, dog. All right, let's move on to uh, AW Dynamite for next week. Let's take a look. Wait, hold on, hold on. One thing I wanted to bring up. I, I yes, absolutely. You guys see Miro's promo where he's in this the blank space? This It was yes. only like 40 seconds, but this was yes. fucking hilarious. I was like, wait, what? He's like completely lost his mind now. He's like wandering around his own thoughts trying to trying to uh, figure out what's next for him. I forgot, I forgot about it. I'm glad you mentioned that because that might be our out of this winner is coming match, title match. He might attack Brian Danielson. Miro. True. That could be an easy out. And it's a believable guy for, or he might attack Page or Danielson. Both it's a good feud to build up to Danielson eventually winning. You know what I mean? Because he right. can lose to Adam Page. Miro, uh, Adam Page beats Miro. Adam Page is now like legitimized as the champ. He's still going to lose to Danielson eventually. I forgot all about that. That's right. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, no, I agree with you. I, you know, I think that this guy is, I, you know, the, the weird thing about him is, is the way that he's on that show, he comes and goes and you forget that he's there. Right. Well, we talked about this before. Also, uh, as a point, um, when he came into this AEW tournament for the title, it was because John Moxley was had to go into had take care of his own business. But at the same time, it was well known that. Miro was taking some time off for injuries. So he made a come in, work this thing. He's going to go away for a little while. Now he's going to come back again. This might have been his scheduled time to come back. They were just holding out. I heard he was in his backyard with a kettlebell and he threw it up in the air. <laughs> oh, God, it's go time. <laughs> Brandon, you're a big, you're a big Miro guy. You stoked for that? Yeah, it just shows how over he is that he can disappear for a month and then reappear staggering around in a blank space trying to grapple with his own mind and I'm immediately interested. Sorry, I was, uh, I was getting out of uh, pop-up ads <laughs> on this website yeah, that guys. I have that, 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 to try to uh, figure out what else is on the card. Okay, so next week's card, or actually tomorrow's card, um, so we get uh, Danielson versus John Silver, Goofyman, the Budgeman, Tiny Man with very large arms. My wife's a big fan. She thinks he's hilarious. Brandon, how do you think it's going to go? You think uh, Silver's going to get the win in his hometown? I hope uh, Brian Danielson just crunches him flare style and just packs his head into his abdomen we, we we just compact budge you flare like falling from the ceiling right yeah <laughs> we gotta give it a little more a la smash oh. flare <laughs> oh, oh, there's somebody up on the ceiling oh my god it's rick oh. flair <laughs> all right be jim ross he's still alive for now <laughs> i got no thoughts it's okay. fucking yeah it gives a shit i'm done dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. Okay, I have to actually look and see what this means. So, um, I don't know what this means. Do you win the Diamond uh, Dynamite Diamond Ring if you win this Battle Royal? Chris, go ahead. 
So, yeah, it's all the dudes are in the Battle Royal. The last two dudes in the Battle Royal wrestled for that ring. Do we know who's in it? I'm I know all MJF. of Team Taz is in it. And MJF okay. is in it. Orange Cassidy. Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking forward to this. CM Punk in it? No. No, I CM Punk doesn't do Battle Royals anymore. <laughs> Fuck, he's CM Punk. Are you excited? Lumberjack matches. I can't find who's in it, but the allure of this would be to see if Maxwell Jacob Friedman looks to be the first three-time consecutive Dynamite Diamond Royale Ring champion. So. <laughs> Diamond Royale Ring. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It should be fun. Whatever. Uh, Jamie Hayter versus Riho. So we're getting a little build to the match between Riho and uh, Brett Baker. Obviously, Hayter's going to lose. It should be a good match. Good worked match. Brandon, good. Yeah, for a uh, wrestling promotion that has a lot of people that don't really matter, they do a good job of throwing on match after match that you already know what the outcome is going to be before it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thoughts? Yeah, you know, just what Brandon said. I was just thinking the same thing. It's hard to give a shit about when I know what's going to fucking happen. I don't care how good the people are in the ring. It doesn't fucking matter. I know the outcome. Uh, someone was online complaining that Riho is too small to wrestle. She's bigger than um, Alexa Bliss. Too small. Uh, next up, Young Bucks versus Rocky Romero and Chuck Taylor. Friend, good. I couldn't care less about Rocky Romero. Of all the people from New Japan to bring over, this has got to be probably the, the one I'd be least interested in. He's the booker for... Uh, New Japan strong, so I don't I don't know what the fuck. Wow. <laughs> see, you see, you you got the the um get up the wrestler the wrestler that nobody gives a shit about that books the wrestling product that nobody fucking watches, and he's gonna wrestle in a match that nobody fucking cares about. Yep. Okay. Good times. That's what we know so far. Should be fun. And then the next week is the winter is coming, right? Yeah. So yeah, this weeks. is like the one before their special event. Yeah. Then we get, a, we get the title match. Um, okay. Uh, go ahead. Anybody got a point? No. Thoughts? Final thoughts? Brandon, final thoughts. Final thoughts. We're uh, chugging right along here in the year two. What a week of fucking wrestling we had here to talk about. Chris, final, <laughs> final thoughts today, AEW. I think we need to uh, really discuss a match that took place so we didn't talk about it. it was um, Sting and Darby Allen now, versus now, now. <laughs> I will not watch. I will my not favorite match, match of the week this week were uh, was um, S- the Ass Man and no. uh, his his no. Ass Children versus Sting no. and Darby Allen. I hate him even more when he's old. You didn't you didn't think Baby uh, Ass Man was going to pin Sting? <laughs> ass Let's baby put him ass. over the Ass Man. Put over the Ass Man. I can't believe the old man got the pin. The Ashman should have gotten it. But if he almost beats him, then we anybody can beat anybody, and all of our wrestlers are good. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a, a couple of shows coming up next Wednesday. We have New Japan's Christmas show. It's the tag finals in the uh, Super uh, Super Juniors final. That's next Wednesday, two Wednesdays Great. from now. So we'll talk about that next week. Uh, 
we got a big stardom show on the 15th. That's going to happen, and we'll talk about that next week. But we're done talking about best of 2021. What year are we in? 2021. 2022 is going to start pretty soon. And uh, we need to start getting together our year ends. Our year end awards. So uh, I wanted to ask you guys because I'm not sure. Because we got, we got, let's take a look at some of these categories we had from last year. We don't have to keep these same categories. We, were, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We had best don't, Jim. Yeah, we don't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so when we originally started last year, we were covering, all of us were covering certain sectors of professional wrestling, but now we only watch really AW, some New Japan, some other stuff. Um, so it's up to you guys what you want to stick, what you want to, uh, if you have something new to add to this list of, for this okay. year. So this way we can tell the listeners what we're going to go for. So we'll go with best performer. We're going to do that. We'll still do that. We'll do best storyline. We'll stick with that. We'll do best newcomer. We'll do that one too. Biggest disappointment. Let's get rid of that. What do you think? I think we should uh, maybe rephrase it as like a, since it's wrestling is hard, like hardest to watch. Hardest to watch. That's good. That's good. Cause I don't know if I'm necessarily disappointed with any of it because it's it's professional wrestling. But some of it has been hard to watch. Yeah, as a, as a category, I think it's got to stay in some way, shape, or form because I think yes. this one gave us the best the best uh, just just material. to go through it. Okay, so is this Rey Mysterio's eyeball? So am I, I'm looking at it now too. <laughs> I'm gonna run through our list real quick. Okay. <laughs> so I guess we went. Did we go? Oh yeah, we did. Went. Um, Brand by brand. I don't even fucking remember doing this. Okay, so I'm going to run through a hardest to watch from last year. This is 2020's uh, best of. Mind you, we were just diving right in. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. So in AEW, we, we went brand by brand. And we went through this. AEW was the handling of Matt Hardy's concussion <laughs> was hardest to, wa- hardest to watch or, or most disappointing. Thoughts, Brandon? Yeah, this was one of my favorite moments in the history of this podcast because I, I I picked Ray Mysterio's. Hold Sorry, on, go ahead. Hold on, hold on. We'll get to that. Hold on. So what we did was okay. So we had lists of stuff. We should just go. You just want to go through it again? Yeah, let's go through it. We'll yeah. start from the beginning. Okay. So we went uh, li- uh, 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 brand by brand, and we had the best, and we voted, and we got the best uh, of each of these categories, and then we all voted to figure out who. Who wanted what? I think that's what it was. Like who thought that specific thing was uh, number one? Um, I can't tell who voted for what. I know that Brandon really screwed up hardest to watch it and changed his mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he I, did. You know what? I think it was. Uh, I think Brandon is. Wait, Chris voted for Shingo Takage for best performer. Yes, he didn't vote I for did. John Moxley. I think Brandon's number one. Okay, so let's go through this. Okay, I got to figure it out. So for best storyline, we voted together. We all worked together and we figured this out. For AW, it was the elite versus the inner circle was the best storyline, which is weird thinking about it now. Uh, for a, uh, Impact, we all voted that Wrestle House was the best storyline. Stop me at any time. Or actually, we'll talk about it at the end. In Joshi, it was Tom Nakano versus Julia's feud. New Japan, it was evil becoming evil, which 
in hindsight, sounds terrible. <laughs> it's because he's so boring now. NXT was uh, Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole. Remember those good old days. Raw, we voted that uh, Edge returning was the best. And uh, SmackDown, it was uh, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens was our favorite. Go ahead, Chris, thoughts? Oh, I don't know. What do we even... <laughs> What am I thinking about this here? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember any of this? <laughs> I remember all of it. Um, I don't remember. Roman yeah, I, Kevin Owens. I don't remember any of that. Uh, I remember Roman, Roman versus Kevin Owens was a, that was a lot of fun. Where they just kind of like you know ha- had some great character work and then just decided to do nothing with it, like they often do. Um, I remember Evil becoming <laughs> Evil becoming Evil. Wrestle House was was fun it was fucking it that once once they got rid of that it, it was you know like when they lost uh ty of valkyrie to nxt where she would promptly be let go um that was you know that was the shit that was when impact went from being bad to just i don't even want to say unwatchable i just want to say dumb at that mm. point mm. um Elite versus Inner Circle, yeah, when we went through, like, when you get to this point now, so you're a year later, and you think about how annoying you find the Elite, and how, for lack of a better way to put it, gross, I find the Inner Circle, just because of that twit that fucking is the is the face of the Inner Circle. Um, yeah, that was... It's funny just to see where we were just a year ago. Now, wait till we do this... And I don't know if you guys, I'll be sitting here every Tuesday night all all next year doing this. <laughs> we make it to the end of 2022. <laughs> I can't wait for us to talk about the elite versus the inner circle. <laughs> 2020 <laughs> is the best storyline because it's not going to go so fucking so, so bad. Right. But yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Brandon, thoughts on this list? You could tell, you know, before I reveal had, who, who we voted for, go ahead. You could tell we hadn't really made the decision yet to move away from the status quo as to what was good and what was bad. And some of the stuff we were just kind of starting to watch. I wasn't really watching AEW Weekly in summer 2020. But, um, yeah, I don't think we should do every every fucking brand again. No, we're not. We'll just pick we one are not. Just... We're going to do the stuff we cover, and that's it. But yeah, we, were, we, were, we were clearly uh, figuring it out a little bit there. <laughs> So, so we voted like we all voted individually, like what we thought of this list, which one was the best. So Brandon thought the elite versus the inner circle was the best. Chris thought the elite versus the inner circle was the best. And I thought that evil becoming evil was the best. The best. And all three of us were completely wrong. Our storylines into the future. Not great. It wasn't great. Let's move on to newcomers. Okay. So for AEW, we had, uh, Although, sorry to interrupt you, but although, to be fair, that's part of the reason why we're so frustrated with them is because they were good and then they didn't fucking end. Had they just ended them, maybe maybe they wouldn't be where they are now. That's true. Um, Yeah, they disappointed us when it comes down to it. They completely disappointed us. Okay, so let's move on to Best Newcomer, which was our category for last year. Let's go through this because it'll be fun. We voted for AWB Eddie Kingston. For Impact, it was Diana Perazzo. For uh, in Joshi, it was uh, Donna Del Mondo. New Japan, they didn't have any newcomers because of COVID. <laughs> in NXT, it was Pat McAfee. For Raw, it was MVP. And uh, SmackDown, it was Bianca Belair. 
Chris, any thoughts on this list? This is actually a pretty good list. Yeah, but when you lo- I'm looking at this list and I'm thinking to myself, Pat McAfee, uh, not Ma- I'm sorry, Pat McAfee's highlighted there. Um, MVP. This is where Raw was, where it took somebody actually doing a good job. All it took was somebody actually doing a good job of being a believable heel, of being a human being that we've all met. He acted like somebody that we've all met at one point in our lives and didn't like. That's what he behaved like. And that's all it took to be the best, you know, in our opinion, the best newcomer on the biggest wrestling show in the fucking world. That's the level of shitty wrestling writing that they're at right now. Yep. Yeah. Brandon, thoughts? And it hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> I feel good about Eddie. I feel good about Eddie Kingston. I think that's a good pick. I hope that's what I voted for. All right. So uh, votes. Brandon voted for Bianca Belair as the best oh, newcomer. That's smack a good that That's a good choice. Um, Chris voted for Eddie Kingston, and I voted for Pat McAfee. But uh, hardest to watch, or AKA uh, biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment is what we called it, but we're calling it hardest to watch now. AW was the handling of Matt Hardy's concussion, <laughs> where they just rolled him out of the ring and kept going. Uh, Impact, Ken Shamrock. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Please refresh us on Ken Shamrock and yeah, Impact. If you can remember off the top of your head. If not, we'll come I'm back. I'm sitting here trying to remember. All right, I'll move uh, on. Yeah, yeah, move on. I, I'll think about was it. Was it just Hardy. the existence of Ken Shamrock? No, no, no. He did some <laughs> shit. So uh, in Joshi, it was uh, it wasn't the hardest to watch, but it was uh, most disappointing back then. It was uh, Hanakamura's death. In New Japan, it was the way of the Grand Master. <laughs> He's still around. He's actually entertaining. Uh, on NXT, it was no consequences for Velveteen Velveteen Dream and his sexiness getting sexy with the young boys, <laughs> very young boys. Getting sexy with those boys. Uh, on Raw, it was Rey Mysterio's eyeball getting smooshed. And on SmackDown, it was anything involving Lars Sullivan. Brandon, thoughts? We're not calling it hardest to watch anymore. It doesn't work. Biggest disappointment. Go ahead, Brandon. Wait, were these all the options? Because what were the, the options? Th- okay. Well, I think if I can just interrupt you real quick, I think yes. first of all, Rey's Mysterio's eye didn't get smooshed. It got popped out of his head. Yes, we're dead as an smooth. I thought it got smooshed. No, because Samoa Joe was like, oh, it's out. Oh, it's out. Yeah, it got popped out. <laughs> um, Lars Sullivan. Keep, you, you know what it is? The, the Rey Mysterio thing with the eyeball always reminds me of the scene from Kill Bill, Volume 2, where um, uh, Beatrix uh, steps on uh, what's her name's eyeball. Oh, with her bare feet and squishes yeah, between her toes. Squishes so good. Um, Lars Sullivan wasn't anything just involving Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan was posting racist remarks on bodybuilding forums. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. And it was funny because today I was he popped in my head while I was driving to the bank yesterday. I was like, whatever happened to that? dude? Oh, that's right. I don't know what made me think of him. Thank God, because I fucking hated him. (laughs) He was he was fucking jobbing out wrestlers that were actually good. You know, remember he fought loose your house party like five times in one uh, one one month or something. But anyway, Brent, any thoughts on any thoughts on those uh, 
before we get to the big reveal? No, let's get to it. Okay. Oh, can I just fill you in on Ken Shabrock real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Give me the Ken Shabrock. Why did so, you, why was he the uh, most disappointing? He he showed up as like an enforcer for Sammy Callahan, <laughs> but the whole time he was walking around like, <laughs> and he showed up and immediately got suspended. Like, it was like, oh, Ken Shamrock's back. Let's see what they do with this old former UFC fighter. Suspended. I think he beat up um, Scott Tamore and then immediately got, he kept getting suspended, but he was always walking around like, <laughs> he was going to, he's trying to do shit real bad and he couldn't do it. Excellent. That was it. <laughs> I mean, look, there was, there was a lot to be disappointed in impact. I think I just had to pick something and right. I did. <laughs> So after our voting, I'll save Brandon's vote for last. Um, Chris voted for uh, the death of Hanukkah Complete tragedy. I also voted for the death of Hanukkah <laughs> Brandon decided that the handling of Madeline's concussion was more disappointing than the Hanukkah I thought I picked the plastic eyeball. No, you picked the, the no, handling of Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's concussion. as more disappointing <laughs> than death. And then felt guilty and changed his vote. R.I.P. Anna Kamara, we're not laughing at you. It's a tragedy. We're laughing at how fucking stupid Brandon was in that moment. But then he recovered. He recovered and saved himself. Brandon, any uh, thoughts before the internet roasts you? Go ahead. I, I, I should have never changed the vote. That Matt Hardy thing was was damn bad. That should have kept it. <laughs> it was way worse oh, than a real funny. death. <laughs> than a real life suicide. Yeah, that's not fair. Didn't they send the his rest? wife out there? They did. Yeah, she, was, they... she was screaming. My my husband's okay. You can watch wrestling again. Yeah, wrestling's <laughs> fine. That's from a very dark room <laughs> with no sound has has told me to come out and announce to you guys that it's, everything's okay. That's why I'm, I'm still here. being that's, so loud. I just opened the door. <laughs> All right. Best male or female performer. Best performer overall. We voted that a for AW was John Moxley. For Impact it was Jordan Grace. In Joshi it was Julia. New Japan it was Shingo Takagi. NXT Io Shirai. Raw Randy Orton and SmackDown was Bailey. R.I.P. Bailey. Uh, and when we came through with a big vote, uh, Brandon voted for John Moxley, Chris voted for Shingo Takagi, and I also voted for John Moxley. At the time, Chris was not a big John Moxley fan, right? He won you over, though, right, Chris? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I think he was on the cusp of becoming what he was about to become. He was just there, but he hadn't crossed over yet into coming through the crowd and throwing the water around. I don't think he was coming out the wild thing yet. No, he wasn't. Yeah, and uh, once all that stuff came together, I saw that started to kind of more un- was more I understood, you know, the character a little more grew on me. But yeah, definitely yeah, he, he started coming out show. to uh, he started coming out to Wild Thing when he teamed up when he started to team up with Eddie Kingston, right. and he embraced the uh, walk and brawl style, which is what he's pretty much doing now. Grab a guy, walk into the crowd, and just start fighting. I love it. Brent, any thoughts on this list? 
No, I'm still going back over the fact that when faced with the decision of missing an entire lifetime of Hanukkah matches or three months of Matt Hardy as a, as a bigger <laughs> loss. <laughs> I was like, ah, there's, there's yeah. three months of Matt Hardy. We're Hanukkah It's a shame. Right, let's move on. Um, uh, let me, can so I just, it, can I add one thing? I'm sorry, Jim. Yeah, good. So when we were going through this, I'm looking and I'm looking at Randy Orton. And I'm yeah. fairly certain that the reason why we gave him best, I gave him like put him up for best on Raw, was the fact that he managed to slog through that whole Alexa Bliss thing. Yeah, and he was entertaining too. Yeah, during yeah. that whole thing. Mm-hmm. That was when he was getting slimed. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so they, yeah. They made they they gave him a piece of shit, and he ate it and shit out a piece of gold. Yeah, good for Randy Orton. He finally made himself entertaining. After all those years of being boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So are there any categories you'd like to add for our best of? You guys have any in mind? Brandon, go ahead. Anything? Best old guy bump. Old guy. Best, old guy. Best old guy bump. I'll old guy flop. Best old guy flop. Best old guy Best old. We need to relive the sake, the nake. And, <laughs> that uh, this year? Yeah, that was this year. Yeah, that was that okay. was because that was the one we all watched solo. Uh, yeah. Uh, versus Arn Anderson has emerged. Also, Sting I think took a power bomb from. What do we just throw in there? Just so we have a, a good three instead of it just being a, a head-to-head. All right. Sting took a power bomb from Brian Cage. There's. We'll, a, we'll think. Of, we'll think about we, the. We got uh, our old guy slams. All right. We'll think about that uh, over the course of the week, and we'll figure it out by the end. <laughs> of any other, right. Chris? You got any ideas? Yeah, I got one. Um, Go best match involving the Gun Club. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Look, I'm deleting that entire cell if you're watching. So I'll delete it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else? Anything else to add to that list? All right. So, uh, do we. Go ahead, Chris. No, I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this. I'm trying to think is there anything else that we can add? No. No, I think that's it. If I think it's. Because we have a best match. Have a late Best storyline, best newcomer. Do we have a best match? We don't have best match. Well, we don't have one, but we do. We have a list of best matches. So, <laughs> right, but I would have completely forgotten about it if you had put it on this list. <laughs> yeah, make sure you best, put it on there. Uh, match of the year, best match. Yeah, we have a huge and um, best pay per view. Right. When you're done typing that in, I'm going to type in the second line: no. Sting and Darby. No, <laughs> no, gun no. no. Gun. I'll turn off editing. <laughs> I get this. <laughs> What did I say? Best uh, best show of the year. Jim, should we do like a Twitter of the year? Uh, twi- oh, what biggest piece of shit? Best? What, what do you think? I don't know. I was I was thinking like uh, all of these these twitters we reference, like the the Meltzer said what? Who's who's been the funniest uh, content for us? I don't best, know. We can yeah. Talk about it. Yeah. Okay. We'll throw it on there. We'll see. We'll, we'll figure it out and see if we get enough. Uh, nominees chris is we completely out of the voting of for, yeah i'm out of the voting on that because no it's that's not true stuff. because you guys send me all that stuff so i do yeah, see i don't know if you read it though i sent it to you i, don't know if I, read it. I, I do read it some well you know what the problem is we had this discussion before is that sometimes it takes some investigation if you don't have a twitter account to right. figure out where this started and where it went you send right. me stuff and i look at it, and i have to put the pieces together on some of it mostly it's just gifts and videos that i watch when you send right. me those I and i refuse we- to get a twitter I Brandon, thought about I think, Brandon, I don't think we we hork content from them. I think we use them for as a resource in particular. 
Especially Brandon Thurston. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't say stole, but I will give a shout out to a lot of the laughs we got from like a, I don't know if it's a AEW botches or a Milter said what or some of these guys that are crushing those guys. The worst thing about the AEW botches, and I find it entertaining, but the guy's got a fucking, first of all, the guy's a psychopath to have such a vendetta against AEW. He's got no, unless he's, <laughs> unless he's a stockholder that got cheated out of his fucking dividends. Why do you give a shit? Well, fuck him then. We don't need to do. We don't need to. Do, I mean, but. he's entertaining, <laughs> <laughs> but to give him any credit for anything, that guy's a fucking psycho. <laughs> like, Fair. Yeah, we'll throw our. our, our There's best. your credit. Fucking there psycho. <laughs> fucking psycho. Keep it up. It's funny. <laughs> All right. So uh, next, let's see. No, that's it. Okay. I think we're good. Do we have anything else proposed for the awards? That's it, right? That's it. Okay, uh, best storyline, best newcomer, hardest to watch, best uh, performer, best old guy flop, best match, best show, and uh, best Twitter Twitter account. Um, yeah, and uh, it's only going to be the stuff that we cover. So AEW, New Japan, some Joshi stuff, stuff I make you guys watch. That's it. Our, our universe has been <laughs> shrunk because we don't give a fuck about AEW or about WWE. So that's okay. okay. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. All right. Anything else, Brandon? Any thoughts? No, it's not that we don't give a fuck about WWE. It, WWE doesn't give a fuck about putting on a watchable product, leaving they don't us care about us, but to not talk about it. I would like to watch good WWE. I, I grew up with it. I don't have a problem with it, but it's just junk. So this is it's where we're easily at. accessible. Some of the stuff that I watch is is expensive. Chris, final thoughts? No, no, we're, we're I'm good. I'm good to go. Right, let's get out of here. Okay, cool. Uh, I always have the page down. I always forget where I am because I drink while I'm watching the show, while I'm recording the show. I'm not watching it, I'm recording it. Uh, thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling no one does on twitter no one does on twitter. we have like 10 followers i don't go God on our damn. twitter account the only time i post on our twitter account is when it automatically uh posts from podbean when i post the uh, pod, uh the podcast i don't even know if i follow it subscribe follow and follow it is on instagram most important one Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. And for Brandon and Chris, I am Jim. And we'll be back here next week with uh, probably the same amount of, of, of coverage that we have. Because <laughs> it ain't going to be great. Until, uh, same amount of energy. Two weeks. two weeks from now. Two weeks from now will be entertaining. Stick with us. Tell your friends. We're fun. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.